Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast where we talk about what's going on in our brains instead of what's happening outside. We're your hosts, Steffi Bredmore and Megan Myers. This week's episode, Friends. Hi, friend. Hi, friend. So, because our friendship is so close, I can tell you that I had a giant zit erupt (laughs) on my nose (laughs) right where my glasses sit. Oh, on top of your glasses or below your glasses? Like right where the nose piece sits on my nose. Um, I'm asking because I have one right above my glasses. Yes. So this is like literally exactly where my nose piece sits, like on the slight side of the bridge of my nose. So and painful. It's so painful. And I used to wear contacts every day and I have since stopped doing that and only wear my glasses. I don't even have contacts anymore. So it's not like I can wear contacts for the next few days and like not irritate it no 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 (laughs) i just have to deal so that is currently what's happening in my life uh i don't envy that (laughs) no it sucks it's so annoying well i am getting ready to go on a trip yes and um no (laughs) I <laughs> you've got like 24 hours before you really like need to be packed it's I, fine I, I know but I have so much stuff to do tomorrow that I'm a little I got really nervous about it thinking after dinner tonight where I was like oh no I actually have a lot of stuff happening tomorrow I'm going to the dentist I have to run errands for work like I don't Oops. know how this is gonna happen um I did pack like my socks and underwear last week hey you know and i have really the key stuff yeah and i um i went in my closet and i like took the things i think i'm going to wear and i put them together on the rail oh you're much further ahead than you think you are right they're just not actually packed also into the suitcase well also you're going to the uk which is where you bought your like favorite pair of pants last time Yes, and I am so bringing my favorite pair of pants You are now. bringing your favorite pair of pants. That's good. But also, if you forget some things or some things don't make it to your suitcase, gosh darn, you might have to go buy some things in London. I guess I might have to go shopping. What we, a tragedy that would be. I know. We are staying basically in Piccadilly Circus slash Leicester Square. Mm-hmm. So it's like right by tons and tons of shopping oh so sad it would be just a real big tragedy to have to go explore all these (laughs) shops that i have never been in um yeah that's rough i don't actually know that i'll have any time but it's nice to think about i could make it work if you had no pants you would have to make time yes I mean, that is a case for, like, accidentally forgetting pants. But exactly. then what happens if I can't find any pants that I like or fit or don't cost 500 pounds? Who knows? Who knows? Um, and then also, obviously, we record this podcast in the future, past, whatever. However you want to term <laughs> we it. We record it in advance of when it goes live. Yes. <laughs> We're coming to you from the past for the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's trippy. Um, but also Brexit goes into effect while we are there. Oh, geez. And so who knows what that is going to bring. Okay, I'm that's true. looking forward to giving you an update afterward. I will expect one in a couple weeks when yeah. we record the episode after you get home. Yeah. So that's where my mind is. Well, that sounds only slightly better than a giant zit on your nose under your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So this week we are talking about friendships because, you know what, friendships are kind of hard when you're an adult. Let's talk about making friends as an adult. Uh, sure. I I don't feel that I'm necessarily an expert on this topic. Because you were a five. Because I'm a five, but also, 
my all my really close friends I made on the internet. Yeah. Uh, I I met them through Twitter, actually. Okay. Or via other internet friends. Basically, that's how I met you was yep. via another internet friend. Um, but my, what was it? I can't remember. A few years ago, I was doing some sort of blogging challenge with a bunch of other bloggers where every month we would um, do a different canning recipe. Mm-hmm. And somehow that led me to one of my friends. And then I think around the same time, maybe a little before that, uh, a local blogger had was trying to get some people together. And uh, they she invited a bunch of people. And one of the people in the group was this person who I read her blog and I would read her tweets and stuff. And I just thought she was like super, super smart. And I was so intimidated by her. <laughs> You're so cool. Yeah, basically. And then um, we met and it was great. And then we found out that she also felt the same way about me. Oh, my god! And it was adorable. And now we're really good friends. Um, yeah. So I don't think I'm a good expert because I, I like to make friends over the internet because I can think about my words very carefully. Sure. As we mentioned in the networking episode. Yeah. I like to really think about what I'm going to say so I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> so the internet is perfect for that situation. Yes. Um, yeah, especially, so for me, I I made some friends in college. Uh, most of the people that I hung out with for a few years in college were guys. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not trying to be that girl who's like, I just hang out with guys. I just don't really like girls. <laughs> but for a couple of years, I just didn't find the girls that I clicked with. Sure. And so it's kind of hard for me. And then um, I didn't stay close with most of the people from college. I'm still friends with like basically one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and moving forward, it's always kind of been hard for me because I've made friends with people that have been in my situation like either at college or at my job but as soon as I leave that situation I'm not friends with any anymore or at least not as close oh, sure. because the like the circumstances of being an adult where if you don't see them you forget about it there's so many right. other things happening in your life that you're just not like oh I didn't call Karen Right. I haven't heard from her in a long time. Like, that's just not something that people do anymore to right. say, hey, what's up? Right. Yeah, you're totally right. And I feel like some sometimes, this is not always the case, but sometimes that thing, that situation you're in, is really the thing you have most in common with those people. Yeah. So if you leave that job or you're not in school anymore, like, that thing the thing you had the most in common is no longer applicable. So you sort of lose that like, Oh, well, this is really what we talked about all the time. Yeah. Like I'm still, I'm still friends with a couple of people from high school, but all of the rest of them, I'm like, you know, the Facebook friend level Mm -hmm. where it's just like, I still know you, but really the only thing we have in common is that we went to high school together 20 years ago. And, I don't know how to talk to you anymore. <laughs> right. Yes. And it also you also have that situation where you haven't seen someone in so long that you don't even know where to start. Where to start? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, do I start by asking them what's been going on all these years or months or however long it's been? Is that weird? Is that yeah. like, do you just start talking about whatever? I don't know. Right. It's just. It's a really awkward situation. It gives me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> right. We're like, I'll just avoid it. Right. Sounds like the thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I also have met a lot of friends on the internet. So maybe, you know what? Honestly, I feel like in this day and age, that's actually a legit way to meet people. Oh, absolutely. Um, it didn't used to be. But... It didn't used to be. It used to be creepy. But mm-hmm. now we're past like, oh, online dating is creepy. And now we all meet our friends on the internet. So I, because I have made a number of friends through blogging. So obviously that was on the internet. Um, but then I've also made a number of friends through Instagram, like through the adoption community. 
Mm-hmm. And like people that I would actually consider to be like very good friends. And some of them I've met in person and some of them I have not yet. So that's always kind of funny when you have like people you consider to be really good friends that you've never met in person. Yeah. Um, one of my bridesmaids is a fellow blogger. And the first time I met her in person, I asked her to be in our wedding. So, you know, I like was already like, oh, I know I want to ask Julia to be a bridesmaid. And I've never even met her in person. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the inter- internet is a wild place. Good thing um, she turned out to not be a serial killer. <laughs> good thing she's not a creeper. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I feel like I feel like that is a legit way to make friends, especially with all of these Facebook groups. Now there's so many Facebook groups for anything from people who love pictures of like fat cats to mm-hmm. different fandoms and different hobby groups. And so there's lots of different ways to like kind of get to know people and you see names pop up and maybe you start messaging back and forth and you just sort of strike up this unlikely friendship. Like I feel like that's completely legit. Also, Again, and this does kind of tie back to our conversation on networking. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like that awkward small talk when you first meet someone. And I feel like when you meet someone on social media or the internet, you sort of bypass the awkward small talk. Yeah, I think so too, especially because you're you're connecting usually over some sort of shared experience to begin with. So you already know a little bit about what you have in common with each other. Right. So you don't have to be like, hey, so what's your major? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. What do you do for a living? Yeah. And if it gets awkward and it's just clear that you're not going to be friends... Like, not to say that you should ghost them, but you just sort of, like, tape... It just sort of naturally tapers off. Yeah. Versus, oh, you're now in a room with these people at, like, a party, and you're like, here I am. How do I get out of this situation? How do I How do I inch my way to the exit? <laughs> right. Yeah. Where's the dog at this party? I need a distraction. <laughs> Absolutely. I always look for where the animal is at the party. Oh, yeah. It's my beeline. I'm like, oh, there's a dog or a cat or a bunny rabbit. Doesn't matter. I, as long yep. as it's not a bird, I am there. <laughs> I, hate, I don't do well with birds. They flap their wings and freaks me out. Uh... That was, that was a tangential thing if any of you want to become my friend no don't, birds don't make me hold you. if you have a bird that's fine but i don't want to hold it <laughs> it's gonna freak me out um but i so i have one i have my childhood like best friend but we really like kind of met in junior high but then i have really just one like really good friend from high school still he and i were really really good friends and we live down the street from each other now. And like, I'm really close friends with his wife and um, Alex is really close with them. And so, you know, there's, there is that like proximity thing. Um, I mean, I always joked with them that we were going to like be neighbors and share a picket fence. Um, and now we almost do. But that's really my one close friendship from high school. Um, and I have a few really good friends, some of my best friends from college, but it's definitely a mixture of people from different phases of life, mostly Mm -hmm. on the older end of life. Um, But then I also, you know, things also kind of change when you end up in different life phases. So, I mean, what are, you know, what, what's been your experience with friendships when, for example, like someone gets married before everybody else, or like some of you are having kids and some of you are not, have you experienced friendships that have sort of like petered out from that? Or do you have friendships that have stayed really strong in spite of being in very different life places? Well, in our case, it was a little, um, we had a couple different circumstances happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, we got married and then two months later moved away. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. So we didn't necessarily see like a, oh, you're married now. We're not going to hang out with you. Right. 
kind of situation because once we moved or once we got married, we were like actively looking for um, jobs and places to live. Yeah. Uh, because I had just graduated college as well. And so we were like, this is the time of our lives. Right. Like, let's, <laughs> we're now adults. Um, so there was so much other stuff in flux that we, I don't think we even like really had time to go hang out with anyone in right. those two months. We were right. like, okay, I got a job at UT. You have to move to Texas. Bye. <laughs> Um, and so it was almost like right after we got married, we started completely over. Oh my gosh. We, um, like we kind of kept up with some of our, like our very best friends that we had had previously. Um, and I'm still friends with those people now. Um, but it was hard long distance and not seeing them and, all the like everything that goes with moving and finding new jobs and mm-hmm. all of that made it extra difficult. And then once I did get a job when I lived here, um, not a whole ton of the people that I worked with were married in my department, mm-hmm. at least. So it was a little odd, but also at the same time, it didn't feel that strange. Because I was still, like, invited to go places and to go out at night and go to the bar and hang yeah. out and all that. And um, nobody thought it was weird that I, like, if I didn't bring my husband or anything. Right. <laughs> but then once I did have a baby, um, it was harder. I noticed because people would just automatically assume that you can't do anything. Sure. Because, you know, I mean, kids are a lot of responsibility. But yeah. people also... When you're the woman, they just are like, well, you can't leave your baby. You left your baby at home with its father? I know. I can't tell you how many times I'd be out with my coworkers, and it'd be, like, super late at night, and somebody would be like, well, where's your kid? And, like, with my husband? With his Who is his father? father? (laughs) (laughs) Is your husband babysitting tonight? uh, No, No. My husband's parenting tonight. Yes. He's doing his job as the dad. Um, so there was a little bit of, like, it's weird to go out and be friends with people who also don't have babies. But at the same time, for me, is I, I felt like I really pushed back against that because I didn't want to, like, only have friends who were moms. Yeah. Because I didn't want the only thing that we had in common to be being parents. Yeah. For Um, sure. And I know that probably some of that, like, it, I wasn't as open to certain friendships as I could have been. Mm-hmm. But at that point in my life, I was, you know, just trying to figure things out, as everyone yeah. is. Um, so I do think being a parent, like, cuts you off from people who are especially single or not having kids. Mm-hmm. But I do have friends who, like, don't care in yeah. that, like... Like, one of my friends, is, she is not dating anyone, and she knows she doesn't want to have kids. One of my other friends didn't have kids for a long time, and they were just like, whatever. We can hang out. You can bring your kid with us when you go out. Right. You could do, we'll come to your house, and we'll have brunch. Like, it was not a thing at all. Yeah. They just wanted to hang out with me and didn't care that I had kids, which, when you are a parent, like, that is one of the nicest things people can do for you. Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah, well, I think, you know, even just being, like, flexible, like, understanding, like, okay, we have plans, but oh my gosh, my kid was barfing everywhere, and uh, maybe I could still come, but also I have germs. Do you want these germs? I don't know if you do want these germs. Like, sometimes just that flexibility of, like, right. don't care if you have kids, bring them, don't bring them, we can hang out at weird times, it's cool, I just want to, like, see you. Right, like... If my husband goes out of town and I have to take care of the kids, but I want to see a friend, I'm like, is it okay if I bring them to whatever we're doing? And they're like, they're um, they've never been like, no, you can't do right. that. We're yeah. going to an adult-only place. Like, right? No, it's an excuse to go get ice cream and eat fried chicken. Like, it's right. Fine. <laughs> Guess what? My kid likes those things. Yeah, ice cream is involved. We're good. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I do, I do want to talk a little bit about making friends when you're older just in general in terms of perceptions yes because i think that there's a perception 
especially among millennials Mm -hmm. who think that like you're either supposed to find your absolute bestie bestie friends either in college or immediately after college sure and there's this weird idea that you're gonna find all your absolute best friends by the time you're 25 Mm -hmm. and if you haven't then you're a failure at life right and that's absolutely not true. <laughs> that is horseshit. Yeah, I think that I didn't really find all of my best friends until I was around 34, maybe, yeah. 33, 34. Um, but like the people the people that I have now are like my ride or dies, but sure. I didn't find them. And it wasn't something that I was, like, you know, searching out for. Like, I need my best friend, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, But I think now there's this weird pressure. And I don't know if it's social media. Might be. I mean, there's a lot. I think there are a lot of, for example, young celebrities slash influencers who, you know, they post their, like, best friends and they're like oh my gosh i just love my girl blah 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 Mm -hmm. and so i think that that probably does like feed into like oh my gosh taylor swift is her bestie where's my bestie yeah and i think squad yeah the squad thing or all of the bachelorette parties where there's like 10 girls yes. wearing matching robes. God. Um, when you have, like, have your own sorority in your living room, basically. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think it's, like, it's fine if those are all your friends. I just think right. it's weird to be kind of putting out into the universe in the way that it is where people have been feeling that they need to perform in that way. Like, I know we talked about right. this in our social media episode, but... It, I just feel it's so pervasive um, with every aspect of our lives. You and I know someone who uh, has been having this problem. Like, she's basically trying to make friends with people, and it hasn't been working out for whatever reason. Yeah. But she is young. And so I just want to be like, it's okay. Right. You will find your people. It's going to be hard for a while. Yeah. But there are your people out there. And they're looking for you, too. And you will find them. And your your paths just, like, sometimes it's just you haven't found them because literally your paths have not crossed. Right. You know, or like, like Megan, you and I knew each other for years before we became really close friends. Yeah, I was just thinking that, actually. Like, So you just, you never know. Yeah, we kind of just tangentially knew each other for a while. And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, like... The magic well, we started happened. working together, and then we realized we were identical, like, we were the other halves of one brain. Right. And that we belonged together. So, <laughs> so it just took, but, like, it took that, like, working closely together to figure that out, um, instead of just sort of, like, being in the same, like, tangential friend group. So... Sometimes yeah, friendships just, take time. It does. They totally do. And yeah, there are some people that you just like connect with immediately. But like, there's also people that where it's a slower burn. And sometimes those end up being, you know, even longer friendships. So, you know, I know like my mom, like her very best friend she met as a freshman in high school. Um and then who is one of our biggest podcast fans hi Sheila I know you're listening (laughs) um but then you know she met another really close friend in college I think she was a sophomore in college when she met Beverly um but then she had some other friends that I know she was you know in her mid-30s before they met and became friends but they were really really close friends of hers um throughout the rest of her life so there is totally something to be said for the fact that you are you may not be best friends forever with the person that you knew when you were 12 or 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. 
And friendships also sometimes ebb and flow, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, you might go through seasons where you're closer to someone than others, and that can be for a lot of different reasons, and that's that's also, that's okay. Yeah, I think one of the best things about certain friendships that I have is that I know that if it's a time in one or both of our lives where things are just absolutely crazy and insane Mm -hmm. or emotional or whatever might be happening the fact that I know that if I step away or if she steps away or if we both need to that we can come back to each other and it's not like a thing right it's not like oh my god I haven't heard from you in so long what's wrong with our friendship why don't you talk to me blah 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 blah. I know it's fine like we'll just pick up where we left off because we acknowledge each other's life struggles and it's so much easier to move through the friendship that way without like these weird expectations yes i agree with that yeah i yeah i definitely have some girlfriends where like we might not text for like weeks Mm -hmm. and then and it's just because we're both busy and we both know that the other's thinking like we both know we're thinking about each other Mm -hmm. and that if we really like really desperately need each other we're there but you know it might just be a few weeks and then we're like oh hey you live good okay awesome just (laughs) making sure (laughs) and then and then i also have friends where we do like text all of the time or we like Marco Polo each other all the time. And so there are just different types of friendships. And, you know, I think especially that falls with like different personality types and um, like my friend that I can go for weeks without texting is an Enneagram three. And so she's super ambitious. And so usually when she's quiet, I know she's working on some like hot shit project at work Mm -hmm. and she's just like got her head down and she's working on her stuff and I know that that's just how she is and it doesn't mean that she's not thinking about me like I know that she is and you know I'll just hey how's your anxiety good bad middle yeah okay okay cool (laughs) and you know then we go on whereas like the ones I talk to more often are twos and so they are much more like um like time giving just Mm -hmm. by personality and so I know that that is also just part of their personalities so I think sometimes you know obviously we love the Enneagram but I do feel like if you know the numbers of some of your really close friends that it can help you understand like why they do some of the things that they do and actually make you a better friend to them yeah I agree. So, you know, be that creeper that's like, mm, did you take the Enneagram test? And then just like, <laughs> read a whole bunch about their number. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to get so many people to do it. Right? Well, because like when I see like on Instagram, anytime I see something about like all the different numbers, like I read mine and then I also, I always read yours and Alex's and like my my friend Aaron that's a three and my friends and Kathleen and Addie that are twos like I always read those because I'm like oh does this fit them yes it does okay um I don't know if you have watched the latest season of Grace and Frankie yet I have watched like I think all but maybe two episodes of okay it. there was that one episode where Frankie says what their enneagram numbers are <laughs> And I can't remember what they are, but I was so excited when that happened. You're like, yes! What's happening? The collision of some really wonderful things happening I know. right now. And that's actually... I love that so much. That's actually a, a really good example of older friendships. Yes, it is. Oh, such a good example. Yeah. So You should watch that show, listeners, if you have not watched it yet. I know it might seem weird because it is older people. You might be thinking about your parents, but you it is will still really funny. Laughing. It is yes. super, super funny. I love it so much. 
I just um, I love yeah. in the first season where Frankie gets high with Grace's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. I was watching that on like an Amtrak one time and I was like convulsing in my seat because I was laughing so hard, like silently laughing so hard. I'm sure the people around me were like, "What is this woman's problem?" <laughs> watching Grace and Frankie, it's really funny. So, I like Obviously, friendships are important. It's important to have friends, but I want to talk a little bit about, like, you know, obviously, as we get further and further into adulting and we discover it sucks more and more as we go along, like, Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the importance of having really good friends, like having those ride or die friends, whether it's one friend or 10 of them who can like be in your corner and just be there for you yeah i think i mean i think you can't underestimate the importance of this um i mean it's it's not just it's the whole gamut of like something amazing you get a promotion at work or you buy a new house or you know something devastating happens in your life um having someone to share that with on whatever level, whether you are the kind of person who dissects every single moment of everything yeah, or you just want somebody to be like, Hey, I see you and you see me. Right. And we're here for each other. Yeah. Like that is just so important to me to know that I have people like that in my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I, I find it important on like two levels. Like the first Alex and I have had some very devastating things happen in our life. Multiple devastating things happen in our lives the last few years. Mm -hmm. And like, there's no way we could have gotten through any one of those things, much less all of them without our community of friends who, you know, did everything from like just checking on us to just ordering groceries to our home to, you know, you name it. Um, Just having those people is so important, has been so important, but also like, I know that Alex and I have learned that we communicate and we process information very differently and we process events very differently and so Mm -hmm. when something happens I need to talk it to death and in order to like process it whereas he needs to just sit in silence for an undetermined period of time (laughs) sometimes it's a couple hours sometimes it's a couple days but he processes internally before Mm -hmm. he can talk about it so and we know this about each other. And so when something happens... That's good happens, that you know that about each other. It is really good. And I think uh, part of it is a testament to all the things that we have been through in our just shy of five years of marriage. But um, like because we know this, like he knows when something happens, I pick up the phone and I call one of my girlfriends. I call you or I call Aaron or I call Kathleen or whomever it is. Mm-hmm. And I like process it verbally with you and talk it through maybe I talk it through with a couple people and then by the time I've talked it through and sort of processed where I'm at he is usually done with his like internal silent processing and is ready to talk about it so then we can come together and we can say like okay here's where we're both at like right now let's talk together um and it is really interesting to me because after after my mom died, my friend, my best friend, Erin, she and her husband got married three days after my mom passed away. And so then they were, and then they immediately went on their honeymoon to Mexico and they like did not have Wi-Fi. She texted me like once from like Machu Picchu and she's like, somehow I have, or they were, maybe they went to Peru. I don't remember where they went. They went somewhere. They were in some ruins and they, she, she's like, I'm in these ruins and i have wi-fi and yet i don't have wi-fi at the resort how is this happening um but they were gone for like two weeks and you know my mom had just died and i was talking to my therapist about it and i was like i feel really bad because 
like Alex is here, but all I want to do is talk to Aaron. Right. About this. And my therapist was, this is like one of the best things that she's ever taught me is like, we can't expect our spouses to meet all of our emotional needs. And we need our friends to fill in those gaps. Like, she was like, just because you desperately want to talk to Aaron right now, like, that doesn't mean you don't want to talk to Alex or that you don't want him around. It just means that she fills an emotional need that he doesn't. And that's totally okay. Like, let yourself have permission for that. And I was like, whoa. Okay. And that, I mean, that stuck with me. Um, So I think friendships, like having friendships that fill slightly different needs and roles in your life is, are, is really, really important. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that, especially when it comes to spouses, because yeah, I'm sure it's different for guys, but like girlfriends just like you, you share things so differently with your yeah. girlfriend than you do with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, aside from the obvious complaining about your spouse, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different kind of conversation where yeah. you have less expectations, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially a lot of the times it's, you know, if it's two friends, we've known each other for a very long time. And if it's two friends, um, of the same gender, you know, you probably have the same experiences more so than you and your spouse might. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's hard to, I feel like that kind of friendship is hard to describe why it's so different. Yeah. But that's what, when people are like, my husband's my best friend. And I was like, oh no, no. <laughs> or it's, it's even worse if they say their child is their best friend. Ooh. I'm like, no. You should be their parents. You can right. be sort of like friends, but you're their parent and you need right. f- some regular friends. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I just think that it is someone who is like, is hard for me to make close friendships that the ones that I do have, I cherish so much because there's just... It's so hard to put into words. I yeah. can't even do it right now. I'm trying to do it. And I was like, it's just, they're so special. And you yeah. share things in such a special way. And when you find people that just get you without making you feel like you have to explain yourself, you know? Yeah. It's just really nice. Yeah. Absolutely. I also think when it comes to, I guess, both... Um, both devastating situations and not devastating situations, when you have the people that will come to you later, because I think we have a lot of people in our lives that when something bad happens, they will they will turn out in droves. Mm-hmm. But four months down the line, mm-hmm. they are not nowhere to be found. Yes. Um, same thing that happens like when you, when you have a baby, everyone's there for like that first week and then you turn around and the baby's five months old and you haven't slept since that day right. <laughs> and no one is there. Right. Um, so I think the most important friendships are those people who are like, it doesn't have to be constant. It just has to be that thing where you know that someone is thinking about you and every once in a while is like, oh, hey. Like, yeah. are you, how are you doing now? Yes. How are things going? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I experienced that when when we lost my mom. Like, mm-hmm. I the, the grief that hits somewhere between the six to nine month mark is some of the strongest. Mm-hmm. But by that point, a lot of people have forgotten that you lost someone. And... So the one the people that like remember and you know just check in and say like hey how have you been doing hey I know that a holiday just happened or a you know birthday just happened or you know Mother's Day is coming up or whatever it is and they just mm-hmm. say hey I'm just thinking I'm thinking about you 
you know, like yeah. those are those are the friend, you know, the friends that text me on Mother's Day, even though we lost my mom, you know, three almost three years ago, and. I've been dealing with infertility for a very long time. Like the ones who still remember, they just send me a text and are like, I love you. I'm thinking of you. Yeah. Like those are, those are some real, real gems. Cause you're like, Hey, you didn't forget about me. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's a sort of thing where like, it's never going to stop being something that's painful for you. Right. Exactly. So knowing that you're not alone in whatever capacity that that is yeah. is is really helpful yeah yeah absolutely you know and i i know like um my uh, not not to be a downer but you know i know my mom's best friend hi hi again sheila uh i know that she's really struggled with like losing her best friend like with losing my mom and mm-hmm. Um, there are some there are some holes that other people can't fill and but I also know like she so much she show she <clears throat> words are hard she so cherishes like those memories that she has with my mom and she so um, you know she and I have a really close relationship and sometimes I'm like Sometimes I'm more like you than I am my mother. Um, did did you did you actually give birth to me? Uh, <laughs> but it looks so much like my mother. Um, but you know there are friendships that truly change your life, and it's you know like you'll never replace some of those people, and that's hard sometimes to think about but also like what a gift to have those people in your life yeah what a tremendous tremendous gift especially for someone like me that doesn't have siblings yeah Um, that's true like i don't i don't have siblings but i know that my friends like my really close friends are going to be aunts and uncles to my future child and like they'll have cousins that maybe aren't by blood but um are just people that are they're they'll know their whole lives because you know they're they're honorary aunts and uncles so that's it's really special especially like when yeah when you don't have siblings um or maybe you just don't have a close relationship with your siblings to know like blood doesn't necessarily make you family you can choose you can choose your family yeah i think that's the best to know that you when you have friends that you can consider your family it's just really special yeah like they're gonna show up and that's just sometimes they show up and you're like why are you here and they're like oh wait this is why you're here (laughs) i'm here to give you cookies shut up you brought me cookies ah you brought me prosecco okay come on in (laughs) So yeah. I want to take like a, a a 180. Yes. For a moment and say or ask. Um, let me stay, say that again. <sighs> so I want to take a 180 for a moment and ask you, what do you do when you no longer want to be friends with someone? Oh, especially you know we were talking earlier about people that you meet and you feel like you click with them immediately yeah but then like the flip side of that is once you get to know them you don't really like them right yeah i i haven't so i haven't had this situation with it like an in-person friend um in a while Mm -hmm. um lately if it's happened it's been more like internet friends so again like it's a little easier to extricate yourself or just like put some distance and just like now we're less really close friends and more like acquaintancy or whatever right um but i i had a friend in college that was a really close friend of mine for like a couple semesters and then like 
Uh, to be honest, she was really negative. Um, and I don't mean that in like, she just wasn't like super cheery all the time. Like she really, really was very negative. And it was, I realized like it was really starting to affect me in like a way that I didn't really love. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just sort of had to naturally, like, it wasn't like we had this, like, Oh, we're not going to be friends anymore. Like conversation. Um, but we sort of reached a point where like I was graduating and she was still in school. And so we were sort of able to just naturally drift apart. Um, but yeah, I've never, I've never had to like sit down and be like, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Yeah. Um, Cause I think that might make me implode. Just my personality <laughs> would just like, I, 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 my brain would just. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that have I would be a able very to do good that. answer, but yeah, I don't think I'd be able to do it in person either. I think I mean, I've had the same situation. It wasn't necessarily, I've actually, it wasn't an online friendship. It was more of an in-person one, mm-hmm. but it was definitely a situation where I felt like they were too negative. Yeah. And like you and I are like, we're super snarky. Like, obviously, <laughs> yeah. you guys listen to the podcast. You know what we're like. It's not like we can't. They're not rainbow shooting out of our asses all the time. Right. It's not like we can't joke around and stuff like that. But we mean people that are like, really, everything is turns into a negative situation. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Every conversation goes into something catty and snarky yeah. and just ends up making you feel bad about yourself and makes you start to act that way. Yes. And so that was something that I had recognized in this casual friendship, I guess. We weren't super close. And I kind of just stopped doing stuff with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we still, like, are friendly, I guess. But it was definitely a, a moment of realization where I was like, oh, oh, this I'm not actually a good person with this person around. Right. Um. I do, I'm interested to hear from the listeners if they've ever, like, had to have that conversation where they've had to sit down and be like, look, we're just not going to make it after all. <laughs> like, right. Um, I'm sure it does happen. I like mean, a, like a breakup, people, a friend breakup. I had someone text me once and be like, it, I was, like, friends with, like, a group of people, and there was, like, four of us, and, like, one of them like just texted me out of the blue one day and goes, we've decided we don't want to be friends with you anymore. Oh no. I was like, um, uh, and like, I never got a, I never got like a reason why they decided this, like what spurred this on. Um, so that doesn't count y'all. That does not count as an actual adult thing. Was that in college? (laughs) That was in college. That was in college. Okay. But, um, it was very bizarre. Um, and so, th- don't, first of all, don't do that. And no. if you've done that, that does not count as a conversation. Like, we're talking about actually, like, meeting them for dinner and saying, like, I'm not sure we should be friends anymore. Or, like, we need to take a break. Or something more adult. Yeah. I think it, it, the, the benefit, I think, of being adults with these friendships is that I I feel like in the case of, you know, both the people that we're talking about, I think it probably was obvious. Yeah. I'm guessing that like, Mm -hmm. maybe not necessarily that we felt that the other person was too negative, but just in general, like they could probably read the vibe that we weren't into it anymore. Yeah. Um, and so it works out a little bit easier to kind of extricate, extricate yourself from that situation. And Mm -hmm. I like, I, I know, especially if it's a, like an internet friendship, it's e- really easy to read a lot into people's words. Yes. Whether it's, you know, just through text or Facebook Messenger or whatever it is. Right. It's really easy to read meaning into things. And so probably all of us have spent too much time thinking about what those words might actually mean. Right. 
instead of just reading the words. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they added a period at the end instead of an exclamation point. So. I mean, apparently we're not supposed to use periods at all, which is, makes no sense. Like even between sentences? Well, you can use them between sentences, but But apparently if you don't, yeah, if you use a period at the end of your sentence, then it's like declarative and you're being combative. Sure. Okay. According to some sort of social scientist, text expert, (laughs) which I'm like, no, that's bad grammar. You need a period. (laughs) So just old. I never read into when you send a period at the end of a text. Does that make you feel better? (laughs) I mean, sometimes I don't because I'm just lazy now, but it does feel weird sometimes. Yeah, but I know, I guess maybe it's because I know you. So if if you do, I'm not like, oh my god, Megan's mad at me. I know, I'm oh so my god. mad. <laughs> Before we talk about our joy, yeah, let's just maybe give like some ideas for things you could do with your friends. Like if you are maybe not struggling with your relationships, but you sure. know, kind of want to like rekindle that. Like rekindling your romance with your spouse, but with your friend instead. Yeah. Um, Well, I have a friend where she lives like just down the street, but we don't actually see each other like super, super often um, just because our lives are busy. But we like to try to get together every now and again because we both love to craft. And so Mm -hmm. we try to pick an easy craft and then one of us will just like get the supplies and ahead of time and then we just try to get together at one of our houses and make a craft every so often um so it gives us like an activity and it gives us something to do and it gives us like a reason to make a date with each other um and then of course obviously like we get over there and then we get to chatting and you know we hang out for a really long time um but that's something really fun that we've been doing um that sort of gives us takes our common interests and make gives us a reason to get together with each other yeah you made that really cute wreath with her right yes i did and then i did the bottle brush dyed trees with her too yeah so like suit like super easy crafts but we just find a way to you know extend it out and um yeah it's fun yeah, I feel like that's kind of a thing where you can, um, it's it's real, like, I think it's relaxing to craft. Yes. Um, probably not everyone does. Right. But uh, <laughs> it's, like, kind of, especially if you pick one that's easier, I think that doing that a creative thing with your hands is just super relaxing, mm-hmm. and it makes the conversation, like, flow really easily, and there's no pressure, and it just feels like a really good day. Yeah. Um, one of my friends and I used to go to the farmer's market together a lot. Yeah. We would go, um, to the farmer's market and then like we would bring coolers so we could leave the stuff in our trunks and then we would go to brunch. Smart. Planning ahead. That was really nice. Um, we've also gone on like hikes together. Okay. So we would either go, um, Austin has like a really long trail right along the Mm -hmm. river that everyone loves or we would go out to like a state park and for like a longer hike obviously be with nature um which i know it's not your bag but (laughs) i'm not not gonna commune with nature but we don't you and i don't do that right exactly you and i would craft exactly we have crafted things (laughs) yeah (laughs) we have crafted together um, uh, I, have, I have a friend where actually we did this like when we were just start first becoming friends. Um, she actually started off as my personal trainer, oh. but I was like, I really like her and like I want to be friends with her. So um, there was like a volunteer opportunity in town. Um, one of the local organizations did what they called a bed blitz, um, and you volunteered and you helped make beds for kids in the community who don't have beds. Um, and so I, and I asked her, I was like, Hey, like the WPRP and the tool library are putting this on. Like, would you want to go do this with me? And she was like, yeah, sure. And so that, I think that might've actually been like our first like friend date. Um, but it like gave us a thing, like 
a thing and it wasn't just the two of us like going out to lunch or something and like mm-hmm. trying to like com- converse over our sandwiches like you know it w- there was an activity involved there were other people we did something nice for our community so that was kind of fun that's really nice yeah one other thing that i like to do is go to the plant store yes with my friends um sometimes we go to the store and then uh actually like actually plant the things together mm-hmm. and that's really nice yeah then you feel like every time you see each other later and you're like we planted that together yeah that would be really fun to do like in the spring when you like start to plant your garden yeah um, if you have a friend that likes to garden you could you know plant the seeds or the little plantlings together yeah or in the fall you could do bulbs together yeah absolutely because it's too late for fall but for next fall next fall <laughs> yeah next fall get your tulip bulbs in the ground yeah, yeah. or and and like so at our farmer's market they sell like vegetable plants and you know other plants and stuff during the spring markets so mm-hmm. you could do the farmer's market and buy some plants and then go home and plant them and you're combining all of our ideas yeah and then, and then you, you could, could paint a flower pot that you're putting your things in and there's your crafting and you could make dinner together yes absolutely there's so That's many things fun. you could do yeah yeah and if you're making dinner together like you're drinking some wine it's all good yeah i think a lot of people think that like to maintain your friendships you have to go out to the bar all the time and like right. when you're an adult adult like that's not the case right just find exactly. some common things you like to do and sometimes you don't have the money to do that like sometimes you're like look we're on a budget i can't afford to just like go out drinking or yeah, whatever no so <laughs> Honestly, going to Aldi, buying a $7 bottle of Prosecco, if you're getting fancy, and like sitting and watching Queer Eye with a friend is just as legit of a friend date as like going out. Absolutely. Or just like I, my, I'm friends with our neighbor across the street. And sometimes like when the weather's nice, we just drink wine on her porch. Yeah. I mean, that's what my parents did when I was a kid. We would just, they would go to the neighbor's house across the street. They, all the... The adults in like a th- like the three or four houses yeah would just all sit on the porch and drink beers while the kids ran around on the street yeah so it's great bring it back to a simpler time y'all that's right <laughs> so what is bringing us joy besides our friendships what is bringing us joy this week megan well my older son reese who yes will imminently be a guest on this podcast because he's been begging for it so excited Um, for that (laughs) he's never listened to our podcast just so you know he just really wants to be on it that's good because i say fuck a lot (laughs) he thinks he'll be famous so you guys will all have to tune into that episode um for whatever reason he suddenly got interested in the piano okay and so so he plays clarinet in the school band and for some reason he got interested in piano and then he found like an online keyboard that he was using on his computer and he taught himself a couple of songs on this like really really simplified keyboard sure um and then our neighbors turns out they have a piano okay and my other son is really good friends with their son. And so the both of them would go over there and he would just play their piano. Um, and so then he uh, went halvesies with us on an electronic keyboard. Oh, nice. And he has been teaching himself all of these songs. And I'm just like really proud of him and knocked out because it's only been like he's only had the keyboard since Sunday. Yeah. First of all. But he already knows how to play a bunch of songs. That's awesome. Which is crazy to me that I'm just like, you how I asked him how he learned it. And he's like, cool, there's just like a video on YouTube. And I played it. And I was like, what? Wow. How, like, I couldn't, I don't know how he does it. He must have some like magic piano abilities that he's just able to play it like almost immediately. Megan, if only you had started that when he was like two. I know. The only problem is that he inherited my fingers oh um and we have stubby hands they come from a stubby hand family (laughs) little hands so um it doesn't exclude you from playing the piano it does not 
It just means you have to work a little bit harder and move your fingers a little bit faster. My great grandmother was a concert pianist and she, her hands weren't stubby, but she had very tiny hands mm-hmm. and she could stretch those hands to reach like a full octave. So you know what? Just you gotta can practice. make it work. Yeah. You just gotta yeah. practice. Just gotta yeah. w- want to work at it. Yeah. I'm just really... You know, I can't get him to finish his homework on time, but he is super into teaching himself the piano. You know, I don't have have an answer. (laughs) He taught himself the Harry Potter song, like the theme, opening theme song. Um, And he also taught himself, I can't remember, I don't know, some like Mozart song, like a simple one. Yeah. And that, but then he also taught himself, take on me. (laughs) He's got some eclectic tastes. Yeah, I don't know. That kid. Every <laughs> day amazing. you turn around and they just are doing something, something new. new. It's crazy. <laughs> How about you? Um, Sewing is bringing me joy right Ooh. now. Yeah, so I haven't... My mom was an incredible seamstress and quilter and made me so many clothes when I was little and made all these like really amazing quilts. And I have all of her sewing stuff, um, but I haven't, I really haven't sewn in years. I primarily crochet and cross stitch. And for some reason, I, well, we have a mutual blogging friend that was posting about this shirt pattern that she was making. And I was like, I could do that. And so I like, did a couple Sundays ago I got the stuff and made a shirt and which Alex was like whoa I was like I know you don't know how to be properly impressed he goes no I'm impressed I can't do that and I was like (laughs) yeah Um, because then I made him like look at like how like the seams were all like really clean it was a whole thing anyway um I mean you turned that shirt out really quickly it was I was I mean, impressed. to be fair, it was a pretty simple pattern, but I... But still. I, yeah, I... You, you took know. things that were just there, and you and then put I made them on you. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, I was at my in-laws this weekend, and my mother-in-law is also a quilter, and she was telling me how one of her friends makes quilts, like, almost exclusively out of scraps, and I had this, like, light bulb moment, because I have all of these scrap fabrics from my mom, and I haven't known what to do with them, but I don't want to get rid of them. And I was like, I can make a quilt just using these scrap fabrics. And so that's what I'm doing. And it is very like therapeutic. I've had a hard last couple weeks and like I've really been missing her. And there's something about like making something out of the fabrics that she had used on different projects um, and just like listening to like an audiobook or something is like very therapeutic also one one of the fabrics like definitely had some cat hair on it and i don't know which cat it was because <laughs> we've had a lot of them so i was like i don't know if this is cat hair from beyond the grave but like hello cat <laughs> so anyway that was kind of funny but yeah so yeah, it's bringing me joy right now uh, it's been making me want to get a sewing machine. Well, if I could ever figure out my mom's really fancy one that she never properly taught me how to use, then I could br- give you the one I originally learned how to sew on. But right now I'm having to use Old Faithful because the Foff machine is too fancy for me. <laughs> yeah, I barely... I I mean, so I took... Um, I guess they called it family and consumer education oh, when I yes. was in junior high. <laughs> yeah, so we called it family and consumer sciences, a.k.a. Yes. HOMEC. HOMEC. <laughs> because the instructors were like mad feminist and like yes. insisted on it not being called HOMEC. Um, yes. Anyway, we sewed obviously in that class, but I haven't really since then, like definitely yeah. not since high school. And so I like I had this like teeny, teeny weeny sewing machine that can Uh basically do nothing yeah um but i got rid of it so i've i've thought constantly about getting a new one and then i'm like but what would i do with it so i don't get one well same thing with a cricket i'm like but what would i really do with it and then i never buy it you might really want one this is why we need to live next door to each other because then you could get the cricket and then i'd have the sewing machines and then we could like swap 
Yeah, you just come over when you need to do something. Exactly. And I, same with exactly. me. Yeah. This is when the long distance friendship is a real bummer. <laughs> I told you that that house was for sale in my neighborhood and you didn't think that was a good enough reason. <laughs> and I didn't buy it, so it is my fault. <laughs> it's true. It's as you were sending true. me as you were sending me house listings in other states, you're like, I randomly found this house. Isn't it cool? Maybe I'll move there. Like yeah, I mean, that would have done me a lot of good if I'd bought the house down the street from you and then you left. Well, I wouldn't if you had. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe okay, I'll buy the fair. street. Maybe I'll buy the house down the street from you. You could. I'm sure there's probably one for won't. sale. <laughs> you told me you couldn't get gnocchi today, so I, well, it's not a case for Alex. <laughs> okay. Okay. I we have to tangent into this story real quick. So I didn't go to what we call the People's Kroger because, which is just around the corner from our house, because. It's very much a college student grocery store and doesn't carry a lot of things. And so mm-hmm. I did not think they would have gnocchi. And so I went a little bit further to the fancier grocery store thinking for sure they would have it. They did not. I had to readjust the recipe to use tortellini instead. And then I get home and Alex is like, oh, no, the People's Kroger has gnocchi. I was like, <laughs> the one the one the one around the corner he's like yeah i was like motherfucker all those bougie college kids all those bougie bougie fucking college kids or they like carry it because and it's been there a million years because college students never buy it i don't know it's hard to say which it might be but i was like that's well, true god damn i underestimated the kroger so i am pretty sure that i am the only person who buys the falafel mix at my grocery store so <laughs> just waiting You're like, for me i gotta you gotta keep buying it so that they'll keep carrying it. We do buy it all the time. I bought See, two boxes last time. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so there, you know, it's it might not be a Bloomington problem. It might have just been me underestimating the grocery store closest to my house. It's hard to say. Well, Bloomington's back on the table then. They, okay, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so next week, we are going to have another special guest here to talk about an aspect of healthcare, personal advocacy. Join us back here next week as we chat about taking control of your healthcare decisions. Until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon.